Coming up on today's episode of Real Talk Rentals, we're going to talk the questions that you should be asking when you hire a property management professional. Welcome back to Real Talk Rentals, a podcast brought to you by OnQ Property Management. We're here to walk you through all the secrets of owning an investment property and everything that goes into it behind the scenes. My name is Ben, I'll be your host, and with me as always, Mr. Eric Dixon, the uh, go-to expert on all things property management. And we're gonna be testing that knowledge today, <laughs> sorta, of, because we go. <laughs> we're gonna walk through what you should look for when hiring a property management professional. So Eric, I'm going to have you put on kind of your customer hat and pretend you okay. are shopping in a market that does not have on queue, the obvious choice. Oh yeah. <laughs> so let's pretend you inherited an investment property. There's no on queue in this area. It's in a different state, self-management, probably not an option. How do you start your search for a property management? What are you looking for in a property management company? All right. So yeah, I'll put on customer hat. And then I'm, as you're saying that I am reminiscing the, uh, for the first six or seven years here, I was the sales guy who, who would sign up these new clients or meet with them, answer their questions and so forth. And so, you know, some of their common questions are the questions you need to be asking anyway. Sure. So if I, if I inherited a property, I'm looking to hire management company. Um, you know, the, the easiest one is, Hey, how much does it cost? You know, what do you charge? Um, would you do for, for those services? But I don't think that that even matters, you know, at, at the end right. of the day, like most companies are going to charge about the same. And so specifically in Arizona, I know we're not talking about Arizona cause you would just hire us, but, um, do you, or does this property management company handle your sales tax collection and payment and filing every month, you know, that is a big one that we get asked often that if you're in a state or you, a, a municipality that has rental tax, that's one of the top questions you should have. Because if um, some of our even competitors, they don't do that on behalf of the client. Right. And it's kind of like, why do you have a management company if they don't even file your- Yeah, who wants your, to handle your, taxes and Your stuff. rental yeah. tax for you. Um, another one is how fast or at what date do I receive my rental income each month? Okay. So traditionally rent is due on the first, you know, are you paying me on the 10th, the 15th? Are you paying me on the 30th of the month after all expenses that month? You know, how quickly does that happen? Is it direct deposit? Is it a check? Is it, you know, is it mailed? Is it, do I have to pick it up at the office? Sure. Um, <laughs> Sidetrack, but we, we recently took over a property that the owner said that they went to the office to pick up their money from the property management company every month. Wow. And so they just signed up with us and have direct deposit now. Yeah. It's like it's the year 2023. <laughs> yeah. It's wild because you wouldn't think, I wouldn't think of asking that right away. But then it's like, well, if you're an owner and you got to pay your own bills, you yeah. got to pay your mortgage and stuff. You need to know yeah, what, when what, you can expect that money. Yeah. And and so these are more proactive questions, right? Right. One way or the other, you're going to find out when they pay you. Yeah. But why not? You know, if you're shopping two or three companies and you have a little spreadsheet or a little, you know, you're writing it down, say, oh, this company pays on the 10th. This one pays on the 20th. This one is 90 days past cleared checks or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's one I would definitely ask. Um, how often are inspections? Okay. So, you know, whether that's the move in inspection, the move out inspection, the routine inspections throughout the lease. Um, if it's vacant on the market, how often are they seeing the property? You know, those are common questions that you would want to know. Um, you know, and how are they documenting those? Um, a big one would be, how do you handle maintenance, you know, maintenance yeah. issues, whether it's routine, 
or um, proactive maintenance that you're doing, you know, like an AC tune-up or a heater tune-up every year, or it's just, hey, if the tenant calls and says my water heater doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and it's not uncommon for some companies to add an additional fee on oh, yeah. top of that to yep. mark it up. Yeah. So not only way. how do you handle it, but how much does it cost? Right. right. So um, some of them it's, yeah, per instance, or it's like, hey, if you want us to handle your maintenance, it's this much more a month in management or it's this higher percentage. So right. just finding out, hey, these common scenarios with maintenance, how are those handled? Um, and with that, with maintenance, I'd also find out uh, how they handle nights, weekends, and holidays. So basically, you know, if something happens at 10 o'clock at night, is somebody answering the phone or getting back to you same day or are they right. waiting until the next business day? Um, you know, for us, we, we're on call 24 seven. So night, weekend, holiday, there's somebody there, yeah. especially in Arizona where AC in the summer is a huge deal. Yeah. You can't go through the night. You know, you can't go through the night when it's a hundred degrees outside at midnight. Yeah. Um, but even doesn't matter where you live, water related issues, yeah. floods and fires like there need to be somebody on call and not just for the um the the resident or the tenant in that property but also for the protection of your investment yeah. right if if a pipe breaks friday night and you're telling me you're not going to get to them I, on monday until monday yeah. yeah so my house is flooding for like 72 <laughs> hours that's crazy but yeah, that is the case with some of them no and it, it is the case and it's like if those are the companies that are managing it you're leaving it up to the tenant to make decisions because they're not going to just let it leak all, no, all yeah. weekend they're gonna hire not. they're gonna hire somebody or they're gonna bootleg it themselves yeah um and so that that's a big one um i made a couple notes just in case here how long would it take to lease my house so if, if i inherited this house and whatever in the middle of uh the midwest somewhere and i have no idea what the market is i want to know from a professional you know hey how long is it going to take the lease right. in some places a month vacant is average yeah. You know, and some a week is average or or longer. So how long is it going to take to rent? What does that process look like? Do you do background checks? Do you do sex offender checks, eviction history, landlord history? Do you check their pay stubs? Do you check their bank statements? Their yeah. all that stuff. So how that, in depth is it? You that's know? gotta be like talking to Matt, friend of the podcast, as I call him. He uh <laughs> he says that's his number one question is like, how long does it take to get someone in my house? Oh yeah, because to them, they're like sitting vacant. Again, we hit it hard every week, but vacancy costs them the most. Yeah. They've got mortgages, utility bills, HOA dues. That stuff keeps going, yeah. whether it's rented or not. You know, And so yeah. how long does it take to rent my house? You'll find out that the company that could rent it the quickest to the best tenant, balancing that is likely gonna be just as expensive or less expensive than somebody else sure. because vacancy is gonna be limited. So even if their fees are a little bit higher, they may save you more money because they'll they'll rent it quicker. Right. So I take that into account. Um, one thing that's important to us that I would want to know is if you have a physical office. I know we're moving in this direction of work from home and virtual and stuff like that, but a brick and mortar office where push comes to shove, I need to talk to somebody face to face or if my tenants need to, you know, that's yeah. important. You know, if the property management company is run out of a house and the mailing address is a PO box and so there's no physical address, you know, that's, yeah. it's not necessarily a red flag, but it could be. Or if know? they're not in the market, you know, you think like if you, you oh, know, yeah. if you have an office in Tucson, but you're allegedly managing an, a property in Flagstaff, yeah. right? It's like, we know that is way too far. Nobody's going out to that property. Yeah, no one's going to the property and uh, the property manager managing it isn't in the market. They don't understand the vacancy right. and the the marketing and all that stuff. So, I mean, we've taken over the, 
a property where the the owner quit because the home base was out of Oakland, California, managing properties in Arizona. And he's like, dude, my property manager, great person, man. She's so nice. But yeah. She lives in California. She's she probably killing it in Oakland yeah. managing those properties. <laughs> but here, yeah, it's a whole different world. And so Arizona and we're like, oh, dude, we're local. We've yeah. got a big office, big team. We're, we're local. So that's important to me. Um, that kind of goes with who's my, who's going to be my main contact. Mm -hmm. I would ask that. Am I going to be tossed around to a different person in the phone queue every time I call? Or am I going to have a, hey, Ben is my property manager. He's the main contact in his absence. Yes, the team will help you. But you know, having that main contact would be important. I, I was surprised to find that there are property management companies that have like kind of a call center setup where oh, yeah. you don't have an assigned person. No, you would think that would just be standard, but there are places that operate that way. Yeah, they, I, I liken it to like DirecTV or like Dish Network type of thing where I've called DirecTV a thousand times for issues, right? And you get a different person every time. Every and I time. feel like I have to re-explain everything. Hey, just look my notes up in the file. Yeah. Hopefully the previous phone call took the notes. <laughs> and and the only way you get anything done is if you tell them you're going to cancel. Yeah. And then they boot you to their, <laughs> to their recovery center. Uh, yeah, or exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and so you don't want that with your property management company right. that's managing your half a million dollar asset. Yeah. You know, that's like, hey, I want somebody who cares. You right. Know? Um, and, and that kind of just goes to um, the fees almost being not even relevant because when you're talking about a half a million or a million dollar property or even a quarter million, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. What is tens of dollars or hundreds of dollars to make sure it's done right? You know? Yeah. Um, another, just a couple more that I would make sure and ask if it's required, are they licensed? Did yeah. you, and did you look it up? Like, Hey, are they licensed in Arizona? You know, for example, I'm the broker in, Arizona for the management company. And so they're, and then underneath me are the licensed property managers. And that's a requirement in Arizona. Um, and then what's your take on pets? You yeah. know, and so pets are a big thing. We hit it hard in the podcast, but 75% of our tenants have pets. Yeah. Um, just this week, my, my dad, we managed a property for him and it rented in about a week and a half. He's super excited. And, uh, they had two pets and my parents aren't pet people. You know, they've never right. had pets. I grew up in a house without pets. We, we love pets that aren't ours. That's kind of what, yeah. You love to <laughs> oh, visit I love them. Dogs. But... I love visiting dogs. <laughs> yeah. I just don't, but, um, but he's like, oh yeah, the first applicant, they were great. They qualified and they had two chihuahuas. Awesome. And it rented quick because he was open to pets. Sure. So, so you, would you say from a property management inspection, uh, point, then you'd want them to know, like. Do they have a policy in place? Yeah. Do they have for a, dealing a policy or a recommendation to follow? Right. Because yeah. If you go into a blind, yeah, I want no pets. Well, would you want them to say, hey, if you do no pets, it's not going to rent? Or yeah, hey, you you actually don't need to. Or hey, most of our animal or most of our properties do accept pets or whatever yeah. it is. Or if you have pets, there's a pet rent. You know, yeah. an extra amount to cover that. Yep. And so it, those are the type of questions, though. You're going to want to call and kind of shop these management companies. And say, hey, let me ask them these eight or nine questions. See how comfortable they are answering them. See how if it's black and white, or if they're kind of just like, oh yeah, Ben, we can do whatever you'd like. Then yeah. it's like, yeah, that's too generic. I want somebody who can say, no, this is what we do. We pay you this month. These are our fees. Yes, this is what we do with pets. Right. This is our application process. You know, and go from there. All right. Well, my next question, I feel like you've hit on it a bunch in that thing, but how important is fee structure in this process? You know, there's that that seems to be. I, I said lease up was the most common question, but yeah. probably number one really is how much does it cost? And, and that is common too. They'll just call and say, what are your fees? Oh yeah. You know, or we get emails. I get them 
people send emails, fill out our forms on the website and those all come to me yeah. and I get 10 a day. Can yeah. you just send me your fees over? Yeah. And it's kind of like, there is value obviously in getting the best value you can for the service. And you want, we want to provide a good value, but we also want to explain the value proposition before we tell you the fee. So you sure. understand, oh, on cue does it like this or property management company B does it like this or, and so I can't speak for companies out of our market, but I can tell you that most companies are within a pretty thin margin. We're about the same. We charge differently for different services, Yeah, but um, you have to look at what those fees include. So even if we're the same cost as somebody else, we provide more value. And so you want to look at like how important that is um, again, and I'll hit it. This is the second time in 10 minutes, but the intangibles and the vacancy is going to cost you way more than the fees for right. a management company. One month vacant will cost you more than your annual fees. Oftentimes. Sure. You know, if your rent's $2,000, your annual fees are less than that yeah. to do everything. And you could do all the bells and whistles. So you want to make sure you have a property management company that can deliver on all of the, uh, the things that they do, all the services quickly and efficiently. So it doesn't sit vacant for three months. You know, yeah. if it's, it's vacant for three months, they could, you know, they're going to make it up uh, or you'll lose and they'll still get their fees. Um, I would say the uh, one thing that doesn't necessarily cost money, it's an intangible is the communication and the response time. Right. So kind of gauge that as you're talking to the, either the salesperson or the property manager, whoever you're talking to, if they're taking four days to get back to you and you're a brand new customer, not even signed up yet. It's a red flag. Kinda, it's a red flag. The <laughs> yeah. writing's on the wall, right? Like they're yeah. going to take four days to get back to you. If they're, if they're on the ball and there, there are cases where the salesperson's great and the property manager's not, but sure. You try, you'd like to think that as a company, the culture is the same and across all aspects of the business. Hey, if they respond do the property manager's got to be the same way, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I would just, I would just make sure that there's transparency so that there's no hidden fees. And make sure to, you know, read through the owner's agreement or the management agreement and say, oh, Ben explained to me all these fees, but what are all these ones in fine print on page two, like in the bottom right, right corner, you know? Yeah. And just make sure the transparency is key, I think. Yeah. Um, kind of related to this. I years ago worked for a um a a burger restaurant. We can it's in and out. I worked for In N Out, right? Um, if you're on the West Coast, okay. you know In N Out. <laughs> Um, and people, a lot of times would say, why don't you guys have a dollar menu? And they would say all the time, a double, double, which is kind of their main burger, a double, double is worth what it costs. Like, yeah. that's it. Like they, you know what you're going to get and they charge are they the most expensive, not by far. Are they the cheapest? Not even close, yeah. but they say, this is what it's worth. And we're not going to discount it. Yeah. We're not going to give it away for cheaper because we know what it's worth. And there is value in that. I think when you go places, if someone's willing to say, oh yeah, we'll only charge you five bucks a month. It's like, okay, why would they only charge me five bucks a yeah. month? You know, what, what is, what are they getting out of this? Yeah. And and I guess there's a, there's a customer for every scenario, right? Like yeah. even with the burger, like how often do they go in and somebody's like, oh, so you're not going to give me a discount and they walk out. Yeah. It's like, no, usually they're like, do you know what? Okay. I wanted to ask to try and get a discount, yeah. but I'll get it, you know? Yeah. But there are some people that are like, no, I just want the one dollar what is it the mcdonald's burger that's a buck it's yeah a cheeseburger it's like it's the cheapest it's still food i'm still gonna get full and they'll be perfectly you know, happy and they'll yeah. be perfectly fine right but it's kind of like well we didn't that we didn't want that customer anyway because we yeah. can't please them we can't yeah. lower the price or, or whatever 
Um, and that, you know, that's a great analogy. You know, a burger is a burger is a burger. Just yeah. like management companies is a management company. We all kind of do quote the same thing. Yeah. It's just with the quality, the efficiency, the bells and whistles, you know, the, the technology behind it. That's all what's going to uh, make the difference. You know? Okay. So you've talked me into, you know, we're, we're signing up with this company. You've made your decision. Perfect. <laughs> How do you know they're doing a good job? Like, what would you as a customer look at and say, okay, I'm, you know, I'm satisfied with this experience. Yeah. And the, the question that comes to mind is the, when clients will ask, especially right before they sign up, they're like, well, look, Eric, everything you've said is great, but how often are we going to hear from you? Or how often are we going to hear from my property manager? Yeah. And I always tell them, I'm like, the, the less you hear from us, the better things are going. Right. And they, you know, they chuckle like, ha ha ha. No, but seriously, yeah. how often am I going to hear from you? And it really is like throughout the month, if you're getting your, your monthly statement and your direct deposit every month, that means there was no maintenance rent came in on time yeah, and everything's good. And so it's like, you're going to have months and months and months. You could have months and months and months, maybe even the whole year if they pay on time and there's no maintenance issues. Sure. Um, we like to check in a few times on top of that, you know, with routine inspections and, and different things. But I'd say at a bare minimum, you want to make sure am I getting interaction, whether it's a phone call, an email, or an automated statement, at least monthly. I right. Mean, very minimal. Um, and you have to assume that, hey, if I get my rent check on time and I get my statement and my direct deposit or my check in the mail or whatever you're doing, that has to mean everything is going smooth. Yeah. Um, and what happens is when you have a new relationship with a property management company, you're slowly building on trust, right? And we we have this when when investors will come and bring on especially to like a dozen or 20 or 30 or 50 properties. Right. It's a big, huge move over. And over time, we build this trust, this trust, this trust. And now we're two, three, five, 10 years into managing this portfolio. And it's like the owner and the property manager are friends, you know, and they're yeah. they're going back and forth. And it doesn't mean you have to have 50 homes. I only say that out, you know, throw that out there because they are trusting us, whether it's one home or 50 homes, you know, yeah. to manage a huge asset and a huge portfolio. And it takes time. You know, it's not the first month you do the first thing right and they go, Oh, do you know what? Take my property, do whatever you yeah. want. You know, it takes it takes a lot. And then it gives the uh the property manager bandwidth to make decisions if the owner's not responding. Yeah. They're like, do you know what? I know Ben well enough. He would totally make this repair. It's an emergency. It's under the threshold. We got to get this done. Right. And then you call back, you go, hey man, I was on vacation. Thanks for handling that. Yeah. Instead of what 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 are you doing with my money? You know? Yeah. So I, I love when we when we create that that trust relationship. Um you want to be able to sit back and relax. That's the reason you hire a management company, right? Yeah. If so you, you don't have to do all this. Yeah. If you want to be in the weeds and you want to get the phone calls and the texts and the emails and the irate tenants and the issues, you're a self-manager anyway. That's right. It. You just do your thing. You know, and so if if a property management company can't provide that to you, um, you know, the the time away, time with your family, so you don't have to worry about it, then then I would maybe even self-manage might be your solution. Yeah. Um I think another thing that's important too, and you kind of touched on it was like with inspections and stuff like that, is it going to be a phone call every time or do they, do you have a portal? Like I know at on we have oh, yeah. a portal where they can log into, I don't have to talk to anybody if they don't want to and say, oh, okay, here's a bunch of photos. Here's yeah. a, you know, how the property's doing, or if they don't have a portal, do they have to get on yeah. the phone and talk to and say, hey, I'm going to email you some stuff to look at. Or this, is kind of, this is kind of the shameless plug, right? For yeah. IQ, because this is where what sets us apart is that portal. And it's like, 
you can be a high touch owner or you can be a sit back and relax owner. Yeah. And you both love the portal because yeah. you can log in every day or you can log in once a year. Yeah. I know you and I are extremely online people. So yeah. for us, it's like, I, I couldn't imagine signing with somebody where it's like, I don't want to get on the phone, man. I don't yeah. want to talk to you. I want to just log in and see it. Show me how to look at everything myself. Yeah. And, and where we're, where we're coming from is instead of our clients calling and say, Hey, when was the last time you did a routine inspection or you got in the home? Right. Well, log into the portal, go to the inspection tab and every routine inspection is uploaded there with all the pictures, the dates, timestamps, and it's all in there. Now, right. if there's issues, yeah, pick up the phone. Let's schedule a yeah. call. Let's get, let's get this going. But a lot of times it's not even issues. It's just like, hey, I was just wondering. I was just wondering. Yeah. I was just wondering when the move out is. I was wondering when the lease, when um, oftentimes they'll call, what's the, uh, the lease end date again? Yeah. And it's like, oh, let me walk you through your portal. Yeah, it's all <laughs> it's in there. All, it's all <laughs> in there, you know? And so again, that's a shameless plug for on cue. That's not necessarily the reason of the, the episode, but it's, there are companies that offer very similar solutions or sure. different things that you got to have online access. You should be able to access every single part of your management agreement, your services from your cell phone, yeah. your iPad, your, your laptop. So super important. Okay. So last scenario I want to throw at you here. You, let's say you inherited this property. It's in another state. You do some Google searches. There's just nobody managing in that area. So you have no choice but to self-manage. You, yeah. you can't sell this thing or don't want to yet. What do you, how do you handle that? What would be your steps if you're going to self-manage a property that you can't physically be at all the time? Yeah, fair question. I've, I've self-managed for many years, right? And it's hard because I'm biased, right? I'm a licensed, was an agent, then a broker, management company. You know, so it's hard for me to remove myself, but I experienced managing a home and a fourplex and a couple houses, 15 minutes away from my house. It's right. doable, man. It's doable. But I had access to leases in the MLS. I had, you know, access to agents and friends in real estate. So it was like, dude, this is easy and I can kind of bootleg it and I can kind of run over and get rent. But I had no portals for my tenants. I had to collect cash or money orders or checks that would bounce into my personal checking account. Like, it's just like a mess, Yeah, but you can do it and you can make it, you could actually do a really good job self-managing. I just don't even know how somebody would consider it if they're a plane right away. Like I was 15 minutes away. And yeah, it was and like, it's hard enough. And it was hard enough, right? <laughs> and it's, the tenants are like, hey, this is going on. And you try and justify like, well, I could save money if I don't have to call the electrician, almost electrocuted myself, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. Um, but I would look at it like, what is my time worth? Is there enough cost savings and time savings to justify self-managing if there absolutely is no solution? Um, if you don't, if you have to do it yourself, you know, I would, I would see there are some online tools that you pay per instance, like background checks and, um, you know, you could do Zelle or, you know, Venmo or something. You, sure. could, you could digitize some of it and make it not yeah. totally crazy, crazy, but, um, at the end of the day, I'd say just hire a property manager. Yeah. But you know, if you own a rental where there's no management companies, it's probably a small, a small obscure town anyway. And maybe it's so low key that it's not a big deal. Sure. You know? I, I, it kind of strikes me that you would probably just have to assume all those original questions that you listed out. Yeah. How am I going to do that? No, you're like, how am I going to handle maintenance? Sit back there and go, yeah, I'm just going to Google maintenance, you know, yeah. or, I, or how am I going to do an eviction? Well, I'm going to, 
go to the courthouse and ask them for the paperwork? I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. So you got to ask yourself all those questions. Yeah. And and if you can't do them, it's like, man, I got to find somebody. I, in guess, the market who can. I guess that's true. You're like, what questions would you ask a manager? Yeah. And then you, you know, we list 10 like, well, if you're, what are you going to do if you self-manage ask yourself those same, same <laughs> yeah, 10 you, questions. <laughs> if you're willing to do them all, then yeah, keep the property. Don't yeah. sell it. And, and that's what I found is I would, if I had an issue, I be, being in the real estate industry, I've got painters, roofers, contractors, you know, every trade I've got right. relationships with leasing agents. I've got, and so I was able to self-manage and it was still kind of difficult, but I was able to swing it. I can't imagine if it's just like me and the world out there. Like yeah. Me and Google, you know? And That's it. Yeah. Every time I need somebody, you post on online, hey, does anybody have a roofer? I have a roof leak. Yeah. On a Saturday afternoon, you know. Let me ask you a question. This is not on here, so I'm springing this on you randomly. But um, since you were saying your connections as a realtor, if you're going into a market where there is no property management, is it worth calling a realtor, say in the area and being like, can I pay you to help me with yeah, this? And or so, something? and so oftentimes that's even the case locally is I know realtors out here that, um, that do property management and they're licensed and they kind of just say, Hey, yeah, I kind of collect rent and do the leases for like four or five of my friends or sure. a couple clients to retain the relationship. You know, hopefully there are management companies out there that will, honor your relationship with your agent and then all, and then you can help with the management, but they're also, that is a, a valuable tool, right? You could say even the agent who helped you buy it or find an agent and say, Hey, do you know either a property manager or an agent that could at least handle the basics for me? Yeah. And I'll still be highly involved, but I could manage it yeah. from afar. That's a great, great point. All right. Okay. Well, I, I think I have one question for you. Yeah. You told me yesterday that you had a horror story. What was that? Oh man. About so, self-managing. Yeah. You had a horror story about your in-laws or something. And you're like, Hey, I'll tell you tomorrow. Oh man. I do. My in-laws. Okay. So my in-laws, um, I just made a mental note of that. So no, I'm glad you did. I hope the story is worth it. <laughs> so my in-laws, um, very similar situation. They, they live in Georgia. Um, and they owned a home in California, a world away. Um, and they'd had it forever. It was their home in California and they moved to Georgia. And for whatever reason, because they own properties in Florida, they own a couple in Georgia, they use property management companies for all those, but they didn't for their home in California. So we're just going to self-manage it. We rented it to a good family. California, you know, tenant friendly laws. Yeah, we're fine. We're fine. We're we got it. <laughs> um, so six years or so go by and they're just collecting rent. They figure everything's fine. It's good. They come out there um, to visit some family one time. And my father-in-law's like, you know what? I'm going to call up the tenants and I'll go by the house. Check it out. I haven't been there in yeah. six years. He gets to the house. He doesn't know anybody in there. It's a whole different family. There's like <laughs> 20 people in there. No, the house is destroyed. No exaggeration, 20 people. Easily. He, he said there was like four or five people per room sleeping. Like it was, uh, and he didn't know any of them. He's like, I don't know who's paying this rent. But it's but nobody the rent, here. But the rent's been paid for, for six years. Yeah. yeah, but the house was destroyed. <laughs> so they ended up getting rid of, you know, evicting people and then just selling it. No, that, that, like, that's the self-managing nightmare, right? Yeah. And I mean, and that is what a five-hour plane right away or whatever. Yeah. And it's like the rent showed up. So you think everything's fine, right? Yeah. So, dude, that's that's great. Yeah, he he shows up and knocks on the door and goes, is Frank here? And the guy goes, who? Like, they didn't even know. They moved they in thought, and they're like, hey, just just Venmo or email this guy the rent. Yeah. He won't well, I think questions. they were 
sending their rent to the original tenant oh, and yeah. he was sending it to my father-in-law so these guys are literally like i don't i don't know who you're talking about like no you don't own this house we pay this guy oh dude like, and he's probably collecting way more than he's paying your oh rent. yeah exactly right <laughs> well, there's 20 people in there you get a lot for that No, that, yeah. that's just the okay you'll end it there is hire property manager hire property manager figure it out yeah my father-in-law's a smart guy i don't know i hope he doesn't listen to this but yeah. i don't know why he did that <laughs> not a good decision all right we're good so that's it for us. Um, be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review if you can. It really helps out. And we will see you guys next time.